I'm excited by it. I like it a lot. Kansas has the most wins in the history of college basketball. Carolina is third, Duke is fourth, and Villanova's won twice in the last five or six years. So I, I think it's good. And I understand that you and I both thought that as many as 20 different teams could win this. But I think what we're going to get, Mike, is a very satisfying champion because of the way this has worked itself out. We're going to get one with a great pedigree. We're not going to get one where people go, well, is that a one-off? I mean, they're a really great program. We're going to get something with a great pedigree. So I'm, I am excited about it. Yeah. So let me say this real quickly. I don't want is what is going to satisfy most people because most people are dopes. So I would like something <laughs> that basically makes them go, oh, my God, I didn't expect that. That's what I would like. That's not what we've got. Okay. So we live with no. what we have. What the hell is that? Stone on air coming up. Completely unsanctioned by the church. Stone on air. Whatever, let's just do this. Stone on air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Give human beings opportunity, and you'll be absolutely shocked with what people do with it. Stone on air coming up. Stone on air. All right, well, hello, everybody. How on the hell are you? Coming to you on a Thursday again this week. Looks like for the foreseeable future, Thursday will be the day. I'd rather it be Wednesday, but the, the week is just layering out better this way. So it's still the somewhat midweek download destination for thousands in the city of Chattanooga. My name is Brian. This is the Stone On Air podcast. A lot to get to on today's show. It is the final day of March. It's my time of year. I am excited. So I shifted gears a couple of times as per usual. That's the damn downfall of not having a daily show that you can just kind of always keep things top of mind. I have ideas and then something else pops up and bumps them. Try to keep this at an hour and it's hard to do. I also know your time is valuable and I don't want to take up too much of it with things that don't matter all that much. And I mean, I guess it just depends on who you ask as what to matters all that much. But it is the supposed for-profit venture known as a Stone On Air podcast. Thank you so much for finding this. It is the best time of the year. Uh, the birthday week pretty much is, is, is starting. I'm kind of like a, a, a teenage girl when it comes to my birthday. It is my birth month. It is longer than my birth month. I don't care anything about the you know astronomy and the way that the sun and the planets are aligned, but I am an Aries and I'm proud of it. I don't even know what the hell it means. The birthstone is a diamond. How badass is that that your birthstone would be a diamond? Got WrestleMania this weekend. Baseball starting next week. I'll be in Atlanta on the 11th for uh, the ring. Uh, not the ring ceremony. That'll be on like Friday, I believe. The uh, replica giveaway World Series ring night is Monday, April 11th. I'm flying down there solo. So if you're heading down, hit me up and I'll, you know, grab, grab a beer in the battery. I'm gonna make an all dayer out of it. NCAA tournament has been fantastic as always. Now that we're the final four, I don't care all that much, but um, I'll still keep an eye on it this weekend as per usual. That was Tony and Mike talking about it on the front end. Uh, the Masters are next week as well. I mean, it just keeps going on and on. I'm going to catch my first Red Wolves game this weekend, Saturday. Just found that out about 10 minutes ago, as a matter of fact. Friends of mine, uh, well, one of them anyways, brother who has the tickets, 
but the ones where I'm getting the tickets from, he is in the um, the world of law. And I actually know a lot of people locally that are um, are attorneys working, you know, past the bar. I don't know what they all do or don't specialize in, but we've been having a, a short conversation about DAs and uh, other local uh, uh, campaigns and, and political maneuvering that's going on right now. And I'll have Neil Pinkston, uh, audio from him that we had on the Chattanooga Driving Show earlier this week, or was it last week, or whenever it was. But I'm going with them, so I'll, I'll hit, well, I don't even know who them is, but one of them anyway. I'm going to pick the brain a little bit more over some of the local elections from somebody on the inside. I don't care who the DA is. I don't care who the circuit court judge is. I don't, I mean, I guess maybe I should, but I don't. But I am interested in what the kind of hallway gossip is all about. So that'll be the second segment of the show. I'll do, uh, I got seven cuts from Neil. The final segment of the show, a lot of times I know exactly what I'm going to do. And then sometimes I have no idea what I'm going to do. And these first two segments, I, I know mostly what I'm going to do in the open. And I know exactly what I'm going to do in the second. I'm not entirely sure where the third segment's going to go. But I went to a funeral of a, a very close friend over the weekend. And I'm really glad I went. And I did everything I could do to talk myself out of it. And... Just overall observations that I'm going to just kind of throw out there randomly. And what I wrote to myself here on the sheet is funerals and how I want mine, which might sound a little morbid. So I don't even know if I'll get that deep into that. That's just what I wrote down. So again, that final segment, I'm not real sure where it's going to go, but we'll find out all in good time. Three pieces of audio for you. The um, What did I call these things? Hold on. The I'm not mad about it, but it's deaf the realest thing. It's about two minutes long, and then the next two are much shorter. You'll understand when we get to it. And then the coolest thing, and then the equally as cool thing, little short, uh, little music blurbs on the way out there. So a couple of things here real quick. Oh, and hell, and another thing. I guess I'll just do this real quickly. Uh, that's an April event, an April date, an April fun day, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, whatever day of the week it is, our guy, my guy, Nick Lutzko, is playing two sold-out shows in Chicago, Illinois. Pretty sizable theaters, too. Now, I'm not talking about massive, huge, thousands and thousands of seat theaters, but a pretty big theater. Why Chicago? I have no idea. But it is now being seven-camera shot live streamed from Lincoln Hall, Saturday, April 23rd. You can buy a ticket. I printed it off here. Watch it online for 12 bucks in advance. 15-day of show. You got 72 hours to watch it after you purchase it. If you don't understand the treasure that Nick Letzko is to this city, I, I implore you to find out what you're missing. You might not get it at first. There's a lot of things in life where sometimes you got to understand what it is you're watching and listening to. Like a perfect example would be that I've talked about every now and again in my, my, uh, one of my favorite syndicated radio shows, The Jim Rome Show. His, his tagline, or not his tagline, but it was things that he said over the years regularly is, hey, if you don't get the show after a, a, a week or two, give it another week or two. And then if you don't understand after that, give it another week or two. And then if you don't understand, give it another, and eventually you'll get it. Or you'll hate it. The other way. Nick Lutko is the same kind of entertainment. If you don't know what you're looking at, you have no idea what it is. And if you do, I'm talking Jim Henson. Um, what's his other idol? Uh, oh, God. Nightmare on Elm Street. Or, um, 
shit, shit, shit. Tim Burton. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Tim Burton, Jim Henson, like genius stuff. And I know that's really putting on a high pedestal. Those are legends. But this guy is unreal. He's internationally known. He couldn't, he wouldn't sell out. Well, he'd sell out JJ's, but he wouldn't sell out the memorial or Tivoli here in town. They wouldn't even consider booking him. But they have they add an extra night in Chicago because the first show sold out immediately. It's Nick Lutzko and the hundred thousand dollar band. Again, the jokes are just so hard to follow, but once you understand who he is, they're so funny. So anyway, that's a and they're such great songs. So that's another thing on the calendar. I am going to hit Nick up, and I got to get him back on. We got to do a whole hour. I got to sit down with him for now. He'll do it with me too. Luckily. Uh, we he has a lot of respect for me because uh, we go way back here, and I knew, I knew eight. Well, how long ago was it? Six, seven, eight years ago. I was like this guy's going places, and I need to ride these coattails because everything he touches on social media just gets. I mean, just boom, 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 boom. Share, share, retweet, relike, like, 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 like. It's crazy. It's awesome. I can't wait to watch the show um, next or at the end of uh, towards the end of April. What else? Real quick. I was going to play some audio from um, Lamont Paris, outgoing head coach from the UTC Moxes now with uh, South Carolina. Wish the best for him. We are just a stepping stone job. Nobody's surprised by this. Was hoping we could keep him for one more year. But until this program decides to pay you know, the going rate for mid-majors, we're never going to keep a good one. Well, I, I hear, I don't know if it's a done deal yet, we're getting the VMI coach, which he has done a really good job the little I know from Southern Southern Conference basketball. And it might be one of those, hey, we really need some stability at this university. We can pay you more and we have better uh, facilities and just overall connections and just a better program than VMI. And maybe that is one we can keep for five to ten years. Um, Virginia Mil- VMI is Virginia Military Institute. So clearly that's going to be uh, – there's going to be a little bit of um, – what am I trying to say? Uh, limitations as to the athlete level you're going to be able to get. And it's a very uh, difficult school to get into if that's the, the line of work or the studies you want to do being, you know, potentially in the armed forces. So um, anyway, I don't know if that's been announced yet or not, but I, as far as I can tell, that's probably a pretty good hire. But I didn't have time to pull the, the, the audio from Lamont Paris. It was really nice. You know, I thanked everybody and he did a fantastic job. And uh, man, what a fun ride this season was so i've gotten a new phone and a new television package i can't remember if i mentioned this at all because it's been a a lot of these things are on my list week to week and i just don't get to all of them but it's not about that as much i got at&t and direct tv stream because they have the braves games and so i just made an overall media switch and so far i'm okay with it verizon is by far the best but at&t is pretty good and the price is a little bit less direct tv is a pretty expensive product but it is a loaded i mean you got every station you want which is fine i don't need hardly any of them as long as i can watch the braves but i'll tell you i don't know when the last time you went into one of these you know any of them t-mobile verizon at&t the stores themselves i don't know when the last time you did that was but for me i've only done it you know not even a half dozen times in my life probably or maybe right at a half dozen in 20 years it's a effing nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. It's it's akin to going to the DMV. You're standing around. You're waiting forever. Every transaction takes so 
long. There's so many things to sign, no matter what it is for. There's always somebody in front of you, and you wonder, what what are they doing? Why are they just standing, seemingly standing around? Now, I know they're not literally just standing around, but of course they're understaffed, just like everybody's understaffed. But it's just, it is, I've been there now three times in the last week to finalize everything, and today was the last time, and the, and, the, and the women in there, the young ladies, they were as helpful as they could be, especially for a, turning into kind of a Luddite like I am these days, and they really walked me through it, because I have yet, I've never done this, like, all by myself. I've been on other people's plans, family plan, plans, mom's plans, girlfriend's plans, I've never had once, well, maybe I had once, but I can't remember if I ever walked in and got my own plan before, so I played kind of, hey, I'm a dumb old guy, help me out here. But it's a nightmare. But overall, it was um, it was good. It, it was a good, satisfactory purchase, I believe. But it's it's all. I went to Verizon first because I was going to stay there originally. I walked into T-Mobile and I was like, "Screw this place." So anyway, if you haven't been in a while and you plan on going, get ready for a uh, absolute nightmare. Uh, Ozark, another April wonderful, can't wait birthday month thing. Ozark starts the final half of the fourth season on the 29th of April. So if that's your thing, it's going to be oh man, the the, the trailer is phenomenal looking. It is such great TV. And then three things real quick I want to touch on because I grabbed the Times Free Press today and I I hate 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 not having regular access to the Times Free Press. And I don't mean online access. That's fine. I could have that if I wanted. I know how to rip off a few articles if I need it. I want the damn paper in my hand. I just ripped it, but luckily didn't rip what I needed. Um, I always find something in the Times Free Press that I wouldn't have read anywhere else. That doesn't mean I can't get it anywhere else. It just means I wouldn't have found it anywhere else because I wouldn't have been looking for it. And I looked at the business section today and then the front page. And the front page was, and so today would have been Wednesday, uh, legislation or legislation, legislative delegation opens door to sales tax sharing for new Chattanooga Lookout Stadium. It's a feature front page article. It's really, really long. Lots and lots of numbers. Talks about Knoxville. Talks about now they're talking half a billion for a new um, Titan Stadium, which I am, I could spend a whole podcast on, which I won't do right now. It affects me a lot if they build a new stadium because I believe that they will charge PSL owners an additional PSL fee, which will piss me off beyond belief since I've dumped so much money in that stupid franchise. So I'll save that one for another day. But it goes on and on about all the different money, where it's coming from, who supports it, who doesn't. I uh, I just really do hope that we are able to pull this off here. But I did write a note to myself that says, I gave Georgia a lot of uh, uh, shit for this like 10 years ago when they started talking about building the Braves new stadium and the, um, the Falcons new stadium. So that would have put, you know, five stadiums built and torn down or in multi, you know, used maybe a little bit more at some point in Atlanta since like 1969. That's absurd. And I thought you, you know, Georgia's tax dollars at work at here. You can thank these people for how high your income tax is and everything else. Well, I've been to both the buildings and they're, they're amazing. They're absolutely amazing, and they make going to these games more fun. But you can argue either way, and I, I won't at this point. The other two things I ran into, I'll do. I'll be brief. Uh, the FTC sues the Federal Trade Commission sues TurboTax to stop bait and switch ads, 
and I just did my taxes the other day, and I was tired of every year. Uh, 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 TurboTax says that it's free, and it never is. And I'll never understand. And uh, I used to do the yearly. I quit doing it because people are probably tired of hearing it. The, the my my rant about the bogus nature of filing taxes in America. It's absolutely a scam. But uh, TurboTax keeps saying, "Oh, it's free. It's uh, you. It's for real free. It's never free. It's never ever ever free. And it doesn't make any sense to me when we're talking about something as sensitive as the IRS. Well, finally, they're getting sued by it. And I noticed that H and R Block." looked like it was legitimately free and it is and i got my taxes done for free for real for free 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 at h&r block not that they're probably any better but they maybe were capitalizing on TurboTax making it so difficult so and my ta- my filing of taxes is very very simple i have one write-off it's a home mortgage that's it like it, the, anybody can do it and then this other one i saw and I, because i got one of the diaries in the mail the other day Nielsen to be acquired in a $16 billion deal. Nielsen Ratings Company. Um, I, I got one of those here. We'll send you $5 if you, uh, if you, if you fill out this, you know, what station you watched in TV. And I totally just BSed all through it and put bogus-ass answers, and I'll take their five damn dollars. It's such a scam. It's such a farce of a system that... Uh, that um, measures ratings for uh, television and radio they're much better at tv because of the digital nature but not really they're really not and this portion of the i'm about to read to you explain a little bit more why and the ratings thing is such bullshit it is so made up the whole radio industry is such a farce it's such a laughable industry and it hurts my heart to say that because i used to be in love with it so much this is an Associated Press uh, article here in the Times Free Press. Nielsen has come under f- criticism for failing to create new methods of capturing the amount of time people spend watching streaming services, such as Netflix or Hulu. It has become a much more complex task as people now load content on their phones, tablets, and other smart devices. Nielsen is attempting to address those complaints and is expected to launch a new cross-media measurement tool by the end of the year. Nielsen One, Clever-ass name, huh? According to the company, they can deliver more comparable and comprehensive metrics across platforms ranging from traditional televisions to a host of other digital and streaming services. Oh, wow. Really? It's 2022. Nielsen just wants to finally get around to doing that? Rather than just asking 10 people, multiplying it by 10 million and saying that's how many people watch it? Oh, umpteen billion and countable jillion people watch the Super Bowl. They don't have a goddamn clue how many people are watching the Super Bowl. It's such a ridiculous measurement. And then somebody buys them for $16 billion? <laughs> What a world. <laughs> what a world we live in. And to make this world we live in sound even worse, I'm not mad about it, but I am just going to say that, dare I say, this is actually the realest thing First piece of audio for you. Give me 120 seconds. Give me two minutes on this one. This is the true realist thing. Hello, sweet baby, and welcome to Earth. Here's your registered number, and here's how it's going to go for you, okay? In the next couple years, you're going to go to school. If your parents don't send you to school, they're going to go to jail, and we're going to have to take you away from them. School will teach you how to be very obedient and everything we want you to know about the world. And if you don't do really well in school, then you're not going to have a good paying job when you leave school and you won't be a productive member of society. Oh boy, and you better not have one of those learning disabilities where you don't want to stare at a 
wall for eight hours a day because if you do, we're going to have to medicate you because if you're not like every other slave and you can't follow along properly, then you're not that useful. So we need to drug you to make sure that you will be. And I do hope that you can keep up because you're going to have to go back for more schooling. And you are going to owe us a lot of money for that. But if you don't, you're probably going to end up scrubbing toilets for the rest of your life or working a very physically painful job. And even though it is the most laborious, you're going to get paid the least. Not to worry, though, for those of you that do make it through, we promise you at least 30 to 40 years of doing the exact same thing every day. Just think of all the things you can do with that hard-earned money. You can buy land that you'll never actually own. You can buy back all the resources that the Earth grew for you that we stole and decided were ours. Don't forget, though, we get 20% for all our hard-earned work, unless you're top tier. Then we get 30. When you're too old and tired to be useful to us any longer, we're going to put you in a, in a very special facility where you can enjoy the slow and agonizing decay of your brain all by yourself from all of those drugs and chemicals we fed you throughout the years. You're not happy if you're not okay with this. We definitely have a name for that. Go down and see a psychiatrist. Get on some medication. We can fix it. It's really good that you can't speak yet because if you could, I'm sure you'd have a lot of questions, but we don't do questions. And by the time you would be old enough to ask questions, you're not going to care because you're going to be so used to the way that it is that you won't even bother to think about it. It almost sounds like a bad movie or actual reality. Doesn't. Doesn't it? I'm not mad about it, but it's definitely the realest thing. Now, just to be silly on the way out of the open, uh, this dude from TikTok who just does these random different Seinfeld things. And uh, here you go. It started out with a kiss. How did it end up like this? It was only a kiss. And now I'm falling asleep and she's calling a cab. While he's having a smoke and she's taking a drag. Come on, what's the deal with... So it took me a long time to come around to the Killers, and I've still only barely come around to them. Working at an alternative music uh, station kind of turned me on to some of their good stuff. That is uh, Mr. Brightside, and uh, they are not European, even though they sound like straight Euro trash. They're out of Las Vegas, as a matter of fact. As I transition to the uh, equally as cool thing, that guy I play on here regularly, the dude who plays the drums, sometimes he gives you hints. The very first hint was all I needed to get this one. This was a real British band releasing this song in 1997. Today's equally as cool thing. They are by all measures a one-hit wonder and certainly on every stadium rock and jock jams record you've ever heard. It is Blur and Song 2, today's equally as cool thing. Neil Pinkston wants to remain the district attorney in Hamilton County. And since we've heard from every other asshole running for county office, why stop here? You'll hear from Neil Pinkston coming up next. More of Stone on Air coming up. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. At stoneonair.com. I'm a prosecutor, not a politician. 
Um, I've been uh, for the last almost 20 years on a daily basis have got up uh, to serve the citizens of this county by making the city and the county safer, uh, treating people with respect that come to the courts building, uh, equally applying the law to, to the people that come before us. Uh, and I'm the only I'm the only qualified prosecutor in the race, and I'm the only one that has the uh, vast jury trial experience and the ability to manage right at 60 or more employees. Still obsessed and locked on Sirius XM's Lithium's Deep Cuts. Liz Fair and Supernova. For no particular other reason, uh, for no particular reason other than just because. That's Neil Pinkston. He is the current DA of Hamlin County. Two uh, terms he served. I, I don't think there's term limits on that. Pretty sure there's not. Uh, I personally don't really care who the DA is. But I'm a little more interested now that I know a few of the more players involved. And uh, and if you throw a womp in, they're kind of like the, you know, and I don't mean this in, a, in a, an exact comparison, but they're a little bit of that kind of like Trump high society of New York and now America and the world. That's kind of what the womps are. They're power players, brothers and sisters and fathers and acquaintances and all that. So... It draws my interest. And if you're here regularly, you already know I got no love for Cody Womp whatsoever. Was very unimpressed with her uh, uh, appearance on our um, daily podcast that I played back here. Was it just last week? I don't know. It was, it was very recently. And, you know, I mean, I think, will she be fine at the district attorney's office if she were to win? Yeah, sure. I'm sure. I'm, I'm gassed. Probably. You know, whatever. I don't know. But um, And I'm not going to pretend like I know Neil well, but I have been around him many times because he's been doing this for eight years and Jeff's had him in here and there. And you might call me a hypocrite if I say that I support him um, because I get on to Matt Hollander as being a very low energy, low to no energy candidate for county mayor. And I guess that probably shouldn't matter. Well, Neil Pinkston is absolutely low to almost no energy. Do I need my district attorney to be full of life and energy every moment? Maybe I do. Maybe I should. I don't know. Only thing I know about a DA office is what I watch on Law & Order SVU, and that's in freaking New York City. Not exactly comparable to what we're talking about around here, but crime is an issue. And just like Sabrina said the other week, um, Sabrina Smedley run for mayor, is that there's so many new... uh, uh, incoming positions sheriffs chiefs of staffs da's potentially mayors new city mayor just a year we're, we're about at the one year anniversary april 21st was the uh one year since tim kelly won the city mayor so yeah there's a lot of moving parts and it might be more important than i'm giving it credit for so let's just dive right in i got seven cuts here for you again not overly over the top you know bombastic or entertaining but still picks and talking about a lot of things that some of these people in this world are talking about. Jeff's first question to him was, what grade would you give you and your staff over the last eight years as district attorney of Hamilton County? Oh, uh, A. 
easily. It's uh, and I'm not just saying that uh, because I'm in charge, but I think uh, judges have told me, other lawyers, uh, people in the community, that uh, we the, the DA's office as it exists now is the most talented that it ever has been, and that's based upon uh, the people that work for me and the people that I've hired uh, during my tenure, and they kind of share my same vision about the approach to prosecuting and it it shows in uh not just uh you know as a prosecutor it's not wins or losses we're, we're supposed to uh seek justice uh and so uh, i think we uh, we do that on a daily basis the office is more diverse than it ever has been and, uh it, gender diversity was always pretty much there in the da's office but uh ethnic diversity was not and we've we've done a lot to change that I can't say that he's wrong because I have no idea and, as I mentioned, don't really care. I also don't know what else he would say. I I don't think he'd be like, well, you know, C-, you know, we're still trying to figure this, you know, what do you, what, what, what do you expect him to say? Um, Cody Watt seems to think that cold cases are not important at all. Really kind of mock them and wants to put all the effort into the gang task force more on that, I believe, here in a minute. Again, as I put this together, I forget where I'm going. But um, Neil thinks very differently. And how important are cold cases to Neil Pinkston? Uh, it's it's very important to me. Uh, uh, when I was an assistant DA, I, I was working on a unsolved case of uh, Donnie and Sean Getches. Uh, and so I saw that there was a there was a need for it, and it was an idea I wanted to do if I were elected when I was. And uh, and it's not a uh, you know they have all these TV shows true crime shows, it's it, it's not a theoretical idea that we're doing. We're actually there are almost two hundred unsolved murders in this county going back to the mid seventies. There's there's more, but record keeping prior to that's is difficult uh, to find. And it's so uh, it's a public safety issue. If you have two hundred unsolved murders, you can have. 200 killers walking around he's certainly not wrong there and i wonder how records were kept in this what was once a podunk town 30 or 40 years ago i find it so strange that cody wants wants to completely dismiss and just get rid of completely the cold case unit but wants to scare the hell out of us with what i believe is the fake gang problem narrative and i i might be wrong on that I don't know the entire city and county, but I know it pretty damn well. And I've been here most of my life. And real quick, as I, I, I deviate away from the audio for a second, and, and I talk about my lawyer friend who I'll be meeting with up with this weekend. I talked to him briefly on Saturday, and he is all Cody Womp all the time. Now, he's also a pretty boy playboy who I made the joke, yeah, you just want to sleep with her, dude. Um, it's a fair joke, and it's, you know, it's whatever. But he he... He believes, and I just straight up said, is there a gang problem in this city? And he said, absolutely there is. No doubt in my mind. From what I see at court every week and the and and the and and the people that are you know looking for representation and the and the cases that go through downtown circuit courts and whatever courts, he said, absolutely. And I just I don't I I just don't believe it. I don't think that there is. And I will tell you this, and this is all complete confidence because I won't tell you who it is. This is just a gossip hearsay comment. But I said I was like, you know, okay, why this? Why that? Why are you for her on this? And he did say, and he specializes in DUI law. He said that she told him that she would go easier on DUIs. 
Now, I don't think that's bad at all. I think the the, the entire process of of prosecuting driving under the influence is so broken and busted and stupid that it makes it makes me sick. And I know everybody all the years, oh, you just because you like you drink a lot and you think it doesn't matter. Shut up. I don't have time to get into it right now. But so his main priority is he wants a judge, he wants a DA in that's going to take it easy on the things that he prosecutes and or defends the most. And some judges and some DAs, they have this that, that's their big pet projects or this is what their uh, top agenda is. And so, anyway, I'll talk to him more this weekend. Uh, sorry, let's see. What do I got here? Oh, this was a big one that I don't get also. Cody seems to think, Cody Wompsies thinks that that Neil Pinkston just doesn't like cops. What is his relationship with the Chattanooga Police Department? What is Neil Pinkston's relationship with law enforcement? Well, you know, if you talk to the people we work with on a daily basis in law enforcement, it's 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 a great relationship. Uh, and I think uh, the problem is, uh, and maybe it's a misunderstanding of what the district attorney does, mm. uh, do we back law enforcement? Absolutely. We work with them every day. We want this to be a safe community. However, uh, what happens or what are you supposed to do as the elected district attorney if a law enforcement officer uh, breaks the law? Or they come to us with a video that shows a potential uh, criminal law violation. Are you supposed to look the other way? Uh, or do you ask that they be investigated like any other citizen? And so uh, I know the sheriff was upset with me for a period of time period because uh, uh one of his officers was investigating and eventually was indicted. Uh, so uh, it's not that I don't back law enforcement. I do. And so uh, we look, everybody should be treated the same, investigated the same, just like you or I or anybody else. And so if if they bring these things to us as the elected district attorney, I'm not going to turn my head. I'm not going to look the other way because what does that tell the rest of the county, all the other citizens? Uh, they don't. That would be unfair treatment to them. And I would be derelict in my constitutional duties if if I were to ignore that. There is nothing, nothing worse than a bad cop. That is about as bad as it gets, and it is so easy to run into and find, and it is rampant across all police departments all over the country. Not just bad cops, but also untrained cops, poorly trained police departments completely. Back the blue, no matter who, ain't never going to fly with me, it just does seem weird that Cody Womp seems to paint Neil Pinkston as not a cop hater, but just not a strong supporter of law enforcement, which clearly that's not the case. Now, one of the stories that is in the news over the few years here recently that has been an issue for whatever reason is some of the nepotism issues within his department. His wife, which wasn't his wife when she was in the department, they got married after they were there. And then later he hired her brother. So his brother-in-law is, you know, we can all, it depends on who you ask is whether that matters. Here's Neil Pinkston responding to that. Uh, Come up eventually. And and I'll say this about the state nepotism policy. Melidia, when I hired her, we, uh, we weren't married, obviously that came years later. Um, And, and before we were married, we had long discussions and, and reviewed a lot of, opinions about nepotism in the state of Tennessee, the policy, uh, other examples in this county, other examples across the state, uh, like uh, the Lady Vols head coach, her top assistant is her husband. Based upon all those examples, I felt like we were in line with that. And 
uh, my brother-in-law, uh, who'll be uh, he'll be leaving the office soon, uh, has one of the it was one of the most diverse backgrounds as far as an investigator goes. He was a EMT. He's been he was a police officer in Alabama, a firefighter, and he's a decorated uh, wounded war veteran. So he brought a lot of different uh, uh, perspectives. Again, Neil's not going to jump off the page as this high-energy, fun person to listen to. But, I mean, he lays it out there with examples of this happens in in uh, publicly funded uh, organizations all over the state and all over the country. I guess it only really matters within the county, but I just still don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand why nepotism is is that big of an issue. I, it's not necessarily against the law, or or I don't I don't know. That part I'm a little murky on. But I've, I've just never had a problem with it. Maybe it's just because I've been around it for too long. A little bit more on this. What's it like getting so much scrutiny from Cody Womp? She's been hammering him on this nepotism thing. Um, outgoing Sheriff Jim Hammond, who if he was trying to run again, would shut the F up. But instead, he's a, and he's a loud mouth anyway. I've been around him many times. Very bombastically loud mouth asshole. Maybe he's a good cop. I don't know. He's got a long history of uh, serving the country, so oh, can't say anything bad about him, right? No, screw that guy. He's been hammering him on on her, uh, uh, Neil about this, and of course our good buddy Tim Boyd, or my good buddy Tim Boyd on the Hamden County Commission, who's finally, thank God, not running and getting off out of local politics. This is a guy, Tim Boyd. Again, sorry, this is just a side rant. Tim Boyd, who nobody will say anything about this because everybody loves his daughter, Emily Kate Boyd. She's in the music scene around here. Um, again, can never remember my name. But as soon as he was, well, maybe not as soon, but eventually after he's on the Hamilton County Commission, guess who gets a huge check of $20,000? It's all public record. Anybody can go find it. Guess who gets a, a check for that? Well, friends of mine that run the local music initiative, Soundcore. All right, that's fine. Good for you. Glad y'all landed 20 grand. That was granted by a discretionary funds from Tim Boyd. Guess who had a job for Soundcore a week later? Oh, you guessed it. His daughter, Emily Kate Boyd. Guess who told me they can't afford another employee? He was a one-man band shortly before that. Oh, if you didn't already know what his name was, the director of Soundcore, Stratton Tingle, who told me in his office, as we talked about other initiatives with local music many years ago, I do not have a budget to hire anybody else. Oh, unless the Hamilton County Commissioner gives you 20 grand, and then all of a sudden now, you do have room in the budget to hire his daughter, and now he's pissed off about nepotism. Anyway, sorry to go on that tangent. This is what Neil Pinkton said about getting kind of hit over the head by all this. It's very difficult, uh, but you know, as a, as a prosecutor, uh, under the well, back that up. Under the ethics rules for lawyers, there are special rules for prosecutors on essentially what we can or cannot say, uh, and so there we're very limited in what we can say, and uh, we talk, you know, in the in the courtroom with facts, law, evidence. That's where we do our that's where we do our talking. That's what we I was elected to do and and, that, and that's what I do uh, and that's what my office does on a daily basis. So that's where we do our talking as opposed to you know throwing out uh, you know perhaps shallow promises or or, or or sound bites. Sound bites don't don't convict violent people. Sound bites don't do that. Oops, sorry. And uh that's going to pretty much wrap it up. It's actually this storm is coming in right now as I'm recording this and it's really calm right now. I think it's going to hit in the next couple of hours. And my lights are like 
dimming and the house it's got one of those everything feels haunted feels now i'm not spooked or scared because i'm not ever spooked or scared by that kind of stuff but it's thrown me off a little bit it's one of those is somebody outside why is the light dimming it's almost like a scream movie or something uh real fast two more we'll fly through them cbd delta nine decriminalizing a, a marijuana law, uh, arrest those kinds of things from neil pinkston very good question. Uh, as it stands today, uh, possessing marijuana is still illegal in the state of Tennessee. But over the last few years, uh, I think what we've noticed, and it's not what we noticed, we were informed by the, generally how it works. If, uh, if somebody's arrested for a marijuana case, the marijuana is sent off to the TBI in Nashville, and it's forensically examined. Uh, but what they're finding is, uh, in the last couple of years, they couldn't really distinguish between hemp and marijuana because, you know, it comes from the same plant. Right. And then the the concentration of the THC was the other problem. So it, it, it's a hard to prosecute uh, if you if we don't have a definitive test that shows that the substance is illegal. I could do a whole damn podcast on it. Legalize the stuff and stop being uh, a bunch of stick in the muds, assholes. We'll do it eventually. Last thing from Neil. I think the the main thing is uh, twofold. What I've talked about, I'm the only qualified prosecutor in the race to be the district attorney. Uh, I have the experience. Uh, I've worked at various aspects on ten death penalty cases. I've tried over forty homicide trial jury trials alone, uh, and I've had. I was the executive assistant in 2007 under Bill Cox, and so I was the top chief. Uh, trial assistant and uh, office manager for seven years and then for the last eight years i've been the elected da so nobody has that type of managerial experience in the race but me and so and, and again as uh, i've said before uh i'm a prosecutor not a politician and i think uh i think that's becoming more and more noticeable as as this campaign goes on so i will definitely be voting for neil pinkston for uh Campbell county district attorney while I am um, absolutely supporting Weston Womp for Hamlin County Mayor. It doesn't really matter, I don't think, all that much. Who wins what? Um, another thing I will say, a quick fun fact, is that Cody didn't love the idea that Weston got into the Hamlin County race because apparently there was some kind of, you know, maybe I'm not, maybe I am, a little brotherly, sisterly issues there. Again, this is according to the gossip mill, from um, lawyers and counsel that I know inside the city. I don't know if it's true or not. I'm going to try to dig for a little more gossip and maybe talk more about it next week. Of course, all of it off the record with me just being, I guess, kind of tabloidish. Shock jock on the Stone on Air podcast. All right, running late on today's show. As I mentioned, I don't know where next segment's going to go. Um, but I went to a funeral this weekend. And there's a lot going on recently, especially with the spring here and the rebirth of a, of a new year, a new, that's this, this is my new year. January 1st is not my new year. March 31st into April is my new year. And it's just got my head kind of thinking a lot of things. A lot of it very good. Some of it a little morbidly scary. I'll try to make it make sense. Coming up next on the Stone on Air podcast. Now back to 
More Stone on Air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Stoneonair.com. Look, I had second thoughts really about whether I could talk about this to such a vital and alive audience as you guys. <laughs> um, but then I remembered the quote from Gloria Steinem, which goes, The truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. <laughs> so. So with that in mind, I'm going to set about trying to do those things here and talk about dying in the 21st century. Now, the, the first thing that will piss you off undoubtedly is that all of us are in fact going to die in the 21st century. There will be no exceptions to that. While I give this talk in the next 10 minutes, 100 million of my cells will die. And over the course of today, 2,000 of my brain cells will die and never come back. So you could argue that the dying process starts pretty early in the piece. I don't even know who that is. I just was searching online on YouTube, some kind of TED Talk or something. Yeah, I mean, we're all just walking around waiting to die, right? Once you hit a certain age and a certain peak, it hits the apex and then it goes downhill from there. Doesn't mean it has to be awful. Doesn't mean we have to be morbidly, you know, obsessed with it and let it ruin our our good life. But it's still real. And the midlife—I don't like the word crisis—but midlife realizations and understandings of where you are. My God, is it not real? I mean, it, it, two years. I have just woo woken the hell up. Maybe it should have happened ten years ago, but. Broke Down Palace, The Grateful Dead, where my friend Sean Patterson's celebration of life was this past Saturday, when everybody sat down to start things, and it was an overflow crowd, just like we knew it would be. God, it saw so many great people, and played this song in its entirety. It was There's no program, right? We don't know what's coming up. I even looked. It's like, is there a program? Do we know... How many people are doing what? I did not want to be there. I've, I've always re- said, funerals ain't my thing. As if funerals are anybody's thing. And they played this song, and I didn't quite tear up, like, streaming down my face, but it got pretty damn close. Mama, mama, many worlds I've gone since I first left home. Fairly well. Going home, going home. It was, it was, I'm really glad that I went. Really, really glad that I went. But it got me thinking uh, a lot about mortality, right? I mean, I've only been to a couple of funerals in my life. One was in my mid-20s of a friend that died in a car accident, tragically, um, drunkenly, stupidly, assholishly. And um, I'm even struggling to think of another one. I've had best friends growing up that have had uh, that passed away from drug usage that I didn't go to a funeral of. A good friend of ours who died in a boating accident, two or three of them actually. Very young, didn't go to any of those. Um, 
I, I'm I'm just struggling to remember right now. Again, I don't have a, a, a roadmap for this segment, but it's still not something I'm all that interested in doing un- unless there's a really special connection there, and and then I do. And, 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 and the main reason is, the main reason is, is that especially in a couple early on situations of people in my life that passed at a very early age, I really had a problem with the you know the church nature of it and the pastor who leads the you know, I don't want to say the word ceremony even though that might be the first Sean's this weekend that was the right word it was a ceremony but um I, I just I don't like listening to people who I believe probably don't even know the person talk to me about how they're in like such a better place now because no they're not dude bro they're not and I don't care if it's a loved one saying it or a stranger who's a pastor who's, you know, this is their profession or anybody. They're not in a better place. When you pass away, unless you're suffering, which in some cases my friend might have been, and I believe actually probably was. And so a better place was just not to be suffering in this place anymore. But this is a generalized kind of approach that people take to these kinds of celebrations, ceremonies, whatever you want to call them, funerals, that, oh, he's off to, he or she is off to another, to a greater place. Shut up. No, he's not. The better place, the greatest place is right here. This is where you're supposed to be on earth, breathing oxygen, living your life, enjoying yourself, enjoying your friends and your family and loving your life. This is where you're supposed to be. If there was something so much greater out there, then none of us would be concerned about dying. None of us would be worried about it. I'm not trying to sound mad or mean because I'm not mad. I'm just emphatic. We wouldn't be scared of dying if we knew for sure there was such a greater place to be. And if there is, great. But according to a lot of things I've been told, if you don't follow some rules, it ain't happening for you either way which is a bogus thing to go about explaining this situation to people to begin with. Is there an afterlife? I don't know. But there is not a heaven and a hell, as I've been described to from from educators and, and preachers and Sunday school teachers and textbooks and people's parents and grandparents my whole life. I firmly believe, believe that those things don't exist. And there's not a checklist and a criteria to get to either of those two places. Is there an afterlife? There very well may be. But I promise you, it's not better than this. It is not. So I have trouble with that. I'm sorry. So I got to thinking, overall, I thought it was a very good service. And that he his memory was lived on by two or three stories from the two speakers, two or three of each stories from the two speakers. Long friends of his, long friends of mine. I really enjoyed it, and I was really happy that it happened. The only thing I would say that if if I if I'm ever you know dead, which you know we're all nobody here gets out alive, and you're listening to this, please don't let somebody from a church, as a preacher, as a pastor, stand on a stage and talk about me. Please don't let that happen. If my mom wants to stand up, hopefully my mom, hopefully I outlive my parents. But they're both faith-based. If they want to stand up and say nice things and bring in scripture and those kinds of things, that's fine. That's their that's that's their right and they're okayed. But don't let any so-called friend 
or any pastor or any acquaintance of mine stand up there and talk about how I'm in a better place and how I, every person's life I, I talked to or came in contact with, I touched to their very soul. Don't let anybody fabricate some kind of like saint of a life that I've lived because I have not done that. I have not done that even kind of. Go up there and talk about how brash and assholeish I could be. Talk about me in real terms. Don't paint this pretty picture. Don't let that happen. And if you sense it happening, stop it. And I know that's in not that's in poor taste in the moment or in the situation. And this is one of those you don't know what you would do until you're put in that situation. But please don't let my memory be tarnished by seeing, being some kind of saint. Because I have so many times seen these 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 funerals and these end of life things where it's just like this is the greatest person ever and they're they're not I'm not the greatest person ever stop talking about stop talking like that and then when I've got recently you know my good friend Sean my very close acquaintance more than acquaintance uh, Ian freaking Taylor goddamn Hawkins fifty years old from the Foo Fighters you know it's just every day uh, Shannon uh, uh, Fuller. She was in her 60s in cancer, so that happens. But, you know, just it's just, God damn, when's it going to stop? And I'm sitting around 42 years old. My birthday week's in a week and a half. I'm going to go. I skipped my dentist appointment the other day. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go get my yearly checkup. And I've, I've got concerns. And now I'm getting all hypochondriac over here. And I'm scared I'm dying of this. And I'm afraid I got cancer over here. I'm afraid that my liver is about to fucking explode. Um, I'm not living my best life. And I should be. And it, and it concerns me. And it really, really does. And uh, but it doesn't. Obs- it, I, I'm not obsessing over it. I'm absolutely not obsessing over it. But I am thinking about it consistently, and I think that's good. I think that's good because when you live all these, I mean, this arrogant nature, especially from the corners of the world that I come from, of that'll never happen to me. I'll never die. I'll never get hurt. I'll never get a DUI. I'll never, uh, you know, kill somebody on accident in some kind of terrible accident. I'll never do any of these things. No, no, all those things can happen to you, to any one of us. And we're all doing dumb shit all the time, even when we're at our best. And so, again, I'm sorry. I didn't know where the hell this was exactly going. I'm going to wrap it up here in just a matter of a couple of minutes. But all I ask for sure, when I'm being memorialized or celebrated or whatever you want to call it, that as that thing ends... However long it goes, whoever says their words, that Pearl Jam's I Am Still Alive, the song Alive, is playing loud as people exit, because that is the most perfect celebration of life song. Once Upon a Time, written by an angry young youth, saying everything around me is shit, everything around, people around me are dying Nothing is good. Teen angst all around. And, oh, but hell, I'm still alive. Huh. Good, goody, goody for me, right? At least I'm still alive. That's what that song meant when it was written in 1991. More like written probably 1989. Over the course of 25 to 35, going on 40 years, that song has turned into the ultimate representation of the celebration of one's life. It's transformed completely organically to celebrating your life when you're living it once you're dead and people who precede you you're still alive and don't you effing forget it so that's what i hope happens at the end of my celebration whether that's in a week 
or a month or hopefully more like, oh, I don't know, at least 30 years because I want to be alive. I'm in the greatest place there is. There is no off to a better place. I'm already here and I want to soak it up and live it up and live every minute of it. And I hope you do too as well. Fairly well, Sean Patterson, to anybody who's lost anybody in your entire life, past, present, or future, and anybody battling sickness and disease and cancer, all these things that make you sit around at 40-something years old and be like, God damn it, what next? But I love you. See you later. Talk to you again next week. Have a good one. Bye. Listen to the river sing sweet songs to our